Hey, and welcome to the Quest Podcast. We are so excited that you are here. Life with Christ is an absolute journey, and you do not have to do it alone. Jesus is in every single bit of it. We are excited to help you connect the Bible, the Word of God, to our culture and your calling. God has so many great things in store for you and for the world around us if we choose to step in with his mission and his calling in our lives. So grab a backpack, a water bottle, and join us on the adventure. Hey guys, welcome back to the Quest podcast. My name is Paige Rouse and I'm really excited. We're about to start our brand new series um, all about calling. And so uh, we actually have a special guest here with us today, Jacob Clapp. Um, Jacob is my brother in Christ. He's also um, going to be graduating. We're both graduating in November. So we got a couple more weeks left of college. And then we're going to be alumni, alumnus, wherever the plural of the year is. So anyways, Jacob, yeah, we just thought um, you would be an awesome fit. So how about you introduce yourself? Tell us um, what you're studying, what your plans are after graduation, and just anything else you want to tell us. Yeah, so I'm a senior here at Southern Wesleyan University. This is only my fifth semester, though, after transferring in. Uh, graduate in November, like you said, uh, and then I'm headed back home to Asheboro, North Carolina, to take on a youth pastor position. Yeah. What church are you in? Yeah. Foster Street, Wesleyan Church. Cool. Anybody in the audience is from Foster Street. Give us a shout out. Okay, awesome. So uh, our first question, we'll just jump right in, is um, what, do you, what does it mean to you to be called by God? Well, I think everybody is called in one sense or another. To be called is, is to just accept your purpose for what God has for you. Uh, and everybody has a purpose. And so that's just living into that purpose, being obedient uh, and seeking the will of God. Yeah. So how do you discern between a vocational calling and then just the call to be a Christ follower? Uh, well, because I think we all have a purpose, um, I think sometimes that can be tricky, especially when you're discerning into what your ministry looks like, uh, whether that's vocational or whether that's out in the workforce. Um, no, no one is more important than the other, I don't think. Uh, we have to reach people wherever, wherever they're at. Um, but sometimes you just feel that nudge like this is what you're meant to do for the rest of your life, vocationally, every day. Uh, and there's not one specific thing I can point to other than Jesus just really pulling on my heart. Yeah, I was just about to ask, kind of take us through, like, what that, what did that look like? So it wasn't a specific moment, it was just over a period of time. Oh, no, as far as a moment goes, yeah, it was a moment. Um, youth camp definitely played a part in that, um, twice, actually, for me, once when I was a camper and once when I was a counselor. Um, I knew, being a counselor um, that one year, I knew that I was supposed to be doing counselor-ish stuff for the rest of my life. Uh, whether that's youth pastor or lead pastor, it doesn't matter. Um, I knew I was supposed to be preaching and teaching the Word of God to whoever He called me to for every day. Very cool. Michaela, what about you? What is what is calling being called by God look like for you? Yeah, I've really like wrestled with this, and it came down, just like Jacob said, to a point where I really had to... I, I remember sitting in my room and asking myself, and God, what would I be happy doing for the rest of my life? And for me, the answer was full-time ministry, vocational ministry. For somebody else, um, they might sit down and say the question, ask that question and say, man, I think God has called me to the medical field or I would love to like make people's day as a doctor or as a nurse or as a teacher. 
um, or any kind of thing, but what has God placed in your heart that he wants to use for his world? And how do we discover that? I had to look back on my life and say, wow, uh, where did God place me in the family that I lived in, in the place that I lived, mm. um, the, the hometown even? And then what did I get passionate about, right? What made me so angry that I wanted to like punch a wall in like righteous anger, I would say. Um, and then what just made me so excited that I wanted to cry as well. And the, those were really cool signs for me. And it was all about sharing Christ with people. Yeah. Wow. So that's kind of how it worked out for me. But for others, it might look like something else. Interesting. As you're talking, I was just thinking about uh, maybe a common misconception about our calling is something like we're called to something that makes us absolutely miserable. Mm-hmm. Um, when maybe sometimes God's heart for us is he really, he, he planted a seed and a dream in us that he wants to fulfill in our calling. Mm-hmm. Of course, our calling is going to be difficult. Obeying God is sacrifice of our own per- personal preferences and desires. Uh, but maybe that it just may mean that our calling is something that we could actually joy- enjoy when we were living fully mm-hmm. in it. Jacob, Brent here, just one question I was curious about with you. Um, and you may not have an answer to this, but regarding camps, um, you said there was a moment at camp. Do you think there's something we can take from the camp experience or how different people feel a call a lot of times at camp that it doesn't always have to be at camp that you have to feel called? Do you know what I mean? So, but is there something special or different about camps that allows it to happen that could posture students or people to be able to experience that, whether they're at camp or not, that comes to your mind? Is there anything about the, the camp idea that is connected to call? Yeah, so I think a common theme with students at camp is once you're there for so many days in a row, like you have no other choice but to open up to the Holy Spirit. Um, and so that's something that all students do at some point in time during the week at camp. But that's not something we're not allowed to do when we're, when we're not at camp. Like we're allowed to open up to the Holy Spirit on a Sunday at church. It's just most of the time we're not as open as we are at camp. And so really it's just getting that posture of, God, I surrender. And I'm totally listening, whether that's for an hour on Sunday morning or Sunday evening or Wednesday night uh, at youth, whenever that is, or if it's for a week long at camp. We just have to adopt that posture of, here I am, what is it that you want me to do? Love that. That's really cool because I just had a conversation with somebody last week. I would mention her name, but she would never forgive me if I mentioned her name. Um, She's so wise, and she actually embodies a relationship with God that I deeply long for. She just talks and hears from God all the time. And I asked her, how do you actually hear from the Holy Spirit? And her answer was just what you were saying. It's it's all about posture. Mm-hmm. It's not about a specific series of, a, of events, like you have to read your Bible first, and then you have to journal, and then you have to do this or whatever. She said it is genuinely just a posture of being willing and ready to hear him because she told me I really hear from Jesus when I don't even need to and I'm doing ordinary menial things in my life and how often are we like just we're not even in that headspace or that posture to Mm -hmm. be able to really hear from the Holy Spirit yeah two words that I would say that happen at camp that we don't see a ton of times in our like regular lives at church there's there's a spirit of anticipation expectation there like oh we're about to go to camp that means like something big is going to happen and then also this um, getting out of your space getting out of your comfort zone Um, you are away from your life and for some for some people that's like finally escaping something that's super hard in your life. And for others, it's like, man, I get to see friends that 
I haven't seen in a long time and we get to be together for a long period of time. So those are uh, also places and spaces where the Holy Spirit can move when we have a spirit of expectation and we get kind of out of our out of our own space. And even getting out of our own comfort zone, like that's something we do at camp. But can I just say like it can be something as menial as sitting in a different chair at youth than you're, nor- than you're used to normally sitting in. Uh, sitting in a different pew at church than what you're used to normally sitting in. Um, that gets us out of our comfort zone. Um, one time I remember on a Sunday morning, our pastor made us stand up and switch sides of the whole sanctuary. And it was super weird, but you best believe like everybody was focused on him for the rest of the sermon. Uh, so it doesn't have to be a huge change of space. It can be menial as long as you adopt that posture of openness and come expecting. Yeah, it's so easy to think that it doesn't matter where I sit. God can meet you with me wherever, which there's, I mean, there's truth to that. But the flip side of that is, can a worship service completely change depending on whether you're sitting in one spot with some friends versus sitting in a different spot with other friends? Mm-hmm. And you can have a totally different experience based off of who you surround yourself and how you posture yourself within the same building space. But like who you're sitting with or where you're sitting really can change that up a lot. So it's so good. Like even just changing the seat can make a difference. I love that. Yeah, that anticipation, we're actually listening. Sometimes we're just not even really listening for God. Like we say that we're listening, but we're really not ready to hear what he has to say. Our hearts aren't open to that. So when it comes to being called, whether that's to ministry or to something else, um, having the spirit of expectation, trying to get yourself out of your comfort zone in a space where you can hear God Mm -hmm. is so important overall. And so if you're wrestling with that, like, how do I hear what God wants me to do with my life? What's my purpose? Um, get yourself out of your comfort zone and start listening to him is a great place to start. Um, yeah. Do something new. Uh, talk to people that you trust about that as well. Spiritual formation world, we would call that if you change your um, your pace of life or your place. Like mm-hmm. you can change your pace or place and those can be ways that can, you can intentionally be a little bit more ready to receive. Yeah. Well, Jacob, tell us a little bit more about like You might have kind of already hit on this just a little bit, but take us a little bit deeper into what was that like to answer that call? Um, And even just knowing you since you've been here, coming to Sweet seemed to be a big jump for you. Yeah, and you just said jump, and literally what was going through my mind was a leap of faith. Um, To answer a call, it took a a leap of faith because I was in a different university under a totally different degree, um, and I was, you know, borderline thriving like I was doing fine uh, and I was definitely going to make way more money doing what I was <laughs> doing what I was already doing uh, you can't get- <laughs> here we go <laughs> that's another topic <laughs> but for me it looked like just taking a leap of faith and and actually surrendering I know we've already talked about posture um, and a posture of openness but there's a posture of surrender too uh, and so what they like was just giving my first initial yes. Like, all right, God, you're going to call me to do this. Here's my yes. Uh, and if you don't start with that yes, then you're never going to, you're never going to get to that yes. You know, the, the first yes you give makes all the other yeses that much easier. Yeah. That's like a, like even in salvation, like mm-hmm. you give the yes that actually Christ had already given for, for us. Like he said yes first. And then after that, like, he's like, here's the gift. Um, are you willing to say yes to that too? That's yeah. beautiful. I want to hear from um, from both of you. Just like I want to hear it from you also, Michaela. What do you think? What was that like? That 
an initial moment of surrender. Yeah, I was, like, literally, like, on my bed. Like, all right, I got to figure my life out, God. Like, let's do this. And so in that moment, my posture was, like, I'm ready. Like, I'm ready, whatever it is, just I'm ready to surrender it. And um, it was, like, I love ministry. And so I was ready to, like, lay it down right then and there. But then I I knew as soon as in my heart I made that decision, I was going to get pushed back because I found myself in a place just in my church where, um, and even in my family where ministry was not the like main thing that you should be doing. It was like, um, a side thing <laughs> to what you actually do like for a job. And so I heard comments like, well, why don't you like minor in ministry, but then major in like what your actual job is going to be. And that's not what I felt in my heart. I also didn't know you could be called to ministry until I stepped into classes here at SWU. And so I was like, I just know I'm supposed to do this, so let's go. And I'm sitting in classes saying, oh, like, that's what that was. That was a calling to ministry, and it just confirmed that I was on the right track anyway. But I did, uh, I was scared, honestly, because I knew I was going to meet pushback, and I knew it was going to be even from my family of, of them saying, no, that uh, that's just a hobby that you do, is, is your faith in <laughs> working for the church. And that was not what I felt in my heart, and so... There was, like, a preparation after that of, like, okay, if this is going to be what happens, like, we're going full force no matter what anybody else says because I believe that this is what God wants, so. Well, you just answered my second question. I was going to ask, like, how did you deal with it? And, like, it sounds like you just kind of leaned into God's covering and your calling in response to the people who were. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and Jacob, I don't know if you've experienced this, too. In moments where you're so passionate about what God has called you to do, it's hard for me to not just, like, passionately put that on people and say, like, this is what I'm doing and almost be aggressive in it because I believe so much in what God is wanting me to do. I had to be really kind and hold my tongue sometimes and say, okay, like, maybe you don't understand or something like, and how could I help you understand? I don't know. That has to be God that helps you understand, but I just know that this is the way that I need to go. And I can't necessarily explain myself right now, but I just know that this is what I need to do. And um, as my parents saw, and my family and my church saw this calling, like, come to be realized in me, they're like, that's a, we're sorry, like, this is exactly what you're supposed to do. But it took time um, of me continually being faithful and them seeing that. Um, What was your experience like, Jacob? Well, I mean, can I just say, like, um, as far as calling goes, like, Michaela, from what I understand, your calling came in college, right? Or when you accepted your calling, it came in college. Same as me. Um, My first calling came in high school, the the first one I should have accepted. Um, And can I just say that the biggest part of that was having the conversation. And what I mean by the conversation is that first conversation where you feel called and you actually go to somebody and be like, hey, I think I'm called into ministry. What do you think and what does this look like? Um, I think that first conversation is huge because if I would have had the conversation when I was a high school student, I would have done graduated at done graduated SWU because I would have came here straight out of high school. But I didn't have that conversation until I was a college student. And so if you feel any sort of nudging, um, have that conversation. Go to somebody uh, and talk about what that conversation looks like. And even if you're already starting your undergrad and you get that calling, like, you're a perfect example of, mm-hmm. you can still answer that call, and I just see God's absolute patience with you as you were dealing with 
he was like, you know what? I mean, I'm getting, I'm going to call him again. Cause mm-hmm. his call is, mm-hmm. we are always being called closer mm-hmm. and closer and closer yeah. to the heart of Jesus. And if you're a parent of a high school student, and you're feeling called, like, that's you too. Do it. Like, it doesn't matter where you're at in life. Like, God can call you at yeah. any point um, to ministry specifically. Yeah, I love that. Well, I mean, we're already kind of going in this direction. I guess, like, how has God shaped and molded you um, through this preparation time as undergrad? Like, what are some things that, yeah, he's been teaching you through this process? Yeah, so... Um, for me, when I got to SWU, there was nothing about me that was equipped. Um, and that just goes to confirm that God doesn't call the equip, he equips the call. And we're going to get cliche up in here. But <laughs> like, God equips the, the called, and, and he called me, so he decided he was going to equip me. And that looks like an empathy standpoint. Um, I've, I've gained more empathy for people. Um, I've been able to shake anger. Uh, been able to learn more about the word and then how to present the word to people who may not be able to read it for themselves as well. Um, and he's just molded me to be more like his son and to be able to share his word easier and make it more understandable for some people who may struggle with that. Yeah. You guys don't know Jacob Clapp. All those things are so, so true. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, that's just, oh man, I think that just speaks to how deeply. God loves you, and mm-hmm. I, I love that. It's so cool. What about you, Michaela? Yeah, I would say surrender. The surrender of that moment came with deep, deep trust uh, for me. And so that big yes that Jacob was talking about, that's a whole lot of trust. And so I think the Lord has been really shaping and molding me in trust little by little. Can you give me more of you? Can you give me more of you? I have your heart. Um, give me your mind, give me, (laughs) give me your body, like as a temple, give me more pieces of you slowly. And and that's sanctification. That's a big word. Basically (laughs) growing closer to Jesus. Give me more of you. Give me more of you. And then asking, God asking, do you trust me? Do you trust me? Let's move forward. And so as I've discovered this calling more and seen where God is taking me in it, even in this season, it's the, do you trust me? Do you trust me piece of it all? Well, I mean, let's just end there. Like, where, what kind of, what kind of advice would we, we give to either a high school student or somebody wrestling, um, with their called ministry? And man, the first thing that I think of um, is you don't have to have it all together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I definitely think that you hit on that. Um, honestly, I think that's why God calls us is because we don't have it together and he really does bring beautiful things out of our brokenness and our beauty and just how ill-equipped we are to do his work and truly what fascinates me is that God invites us on this absolute grand adventure for him to do incredible and beautiful things through us and we get to have our name stamped on it beside his when really we haven't done anything ourselves it's just a pure invitation um so don't think that you have to be perfect <laughs> you don't have to have it all together um actually messiness is you know life is just messy anyways and a, having a calling is messy so don't feel like you gotta have it all tied up neatly in a pretty little bow mm-hmm. what do you guys think what advice would you give um i just think of the disciples 
right? Uh, Jesus walked up to them while they were fishing one day, doing what they knew how to do, they were raised to do, they were good at, um, and he said, follow me. And they made the decision, the bold decision to trust Jesus and follow him. And so what what I would advice I would give is when Jesus says, follow me, it's a good adventure to go on. And it is amazing. And it has its ups and downs. Um, he, he called such unlikely people to do his ministry, uh, almost seemingly uh, very ordinary people. But what he did with them was absolutely extraordinary. And so um, if you're feeling ordinary, know that God has something extraordinary for you. When you say yes to the simple uh, question, would you follow me? Uh, and when you do that, it's an adventure of a lifetime for yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and he equips you and he sends you. Uh, there's so many stories where Jesus like sent the 72 out after giving them like power and authority. And they come back and they learn from him. He's walking with you every step of the way. And then um, when Jesus goes away and the disciples are being persecuted, people see them and they uh, know that they're ordinary men, but and they're uneducated. They don't know much, but they know they've been with Jesus. And so uh, there's some equipping to be had, and, and it's Jesus's job to do that. And for me, it's like, it's okay to be scared. I think it's safe to say that at one point in time, everybody in this oh, yeah. room was, was fearful of their <laughs> calling. Yeah, sometimes I'm still scared. Um, but there's a fear fence, right? Um, don't let that fear fence keep you out. Because once you get over that fear fence, you're going to be laying down in green pastures and the Lord's going to take your life over and lead you through it. Awesome. Yeah, thanks guys. This was so awesome. And um, yeah, thank you to all who are listening. We are so thankful to be part of this conversation um we are going to be continuing on with our podcast so stay tuned we love you guys thank you